Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I am super excited to be here today with another episode of my podcast, Rewarding Conversations. I am here with Caden. Say hi, Caden. Hello, everybody. Um, so thank you so much for being here, Caden. Um, I discovered Caden through Instagram, as I have many other people, um, and particularly through association with, surprise, surprise, everybody, Only Human. Um, I, I have just done the, the coolest things with Only Human, and through that, I was kind of looking at people and humans that, that Only Human had connected with and, and you know, might have had a relationship with or followed or whatever that might be, and I came across Caden's Instagram account, and you have a wonderful Instagram account. I love it so much. Um, and just to kind of be clear with the world so everybody knows, um, Caden identifies as they, he, uh, pronouns. Uh, and Caden is all about sharing um, his story of, you know, really kind of, uh, I, I like what you write on Instagram. So I'm just going to read what you wrote. So yeah. in case anybody wants to follow, sharing my story and spreading positivity as a non-binary trans masculine person. That's beautiful. I love that. And I think that's a really simple way to just kind of sum up a complicated story. Um, you know, every human is complicated um, and comes with whatever you want to call it, baggage, history, whatever that may be. Um, and I love how completely open and honest you are with kind of the world, with your Instagram and sharing your story um, and kind of the journey that you've gone on. So I reached out to you. You very gratefully and graciously reached out back to me. Um, and I'm happy to connect with you. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you reached out. Like, awesome opportunity to have a conversation. Yeah, and that's what this is all about. That's exactly it, conversations. I just want to meet as many different kinds of interesting humans as I can. Everybody's interesting, and everybody has a story to tell. Uh, but some people, I would say, outwardly maybe have more of a story to tell. And you certainly do have a story. So I always like to say, we never know where we are now until we know where we came from. So tell me a little bit about yourself um, and where you came from. Yeah, I always love when people ask this question because I'm like, where do I start? How do I share the story? You can start and, anywhere you want. So 1993 is where it all, all began. Right. I love that. We're going back to 93. I'm a 90s kid, so I'm all about that. Yes. Um, 90s kid. Um, I Honestly, I like to start there just because it kind of provides context and like why I have such open conversations. Because like you said, it's where we are today doesn't always show the story of where we came from, where yeah. we, that past Um and my journey honestly started in very opposite of where I am today. I was born uh, into a military conservative Christian Catholic family. Wow. I am the middle of five, and it's been a journey to get to the point of being Caden and Blue today. Um, so I like to always share that I was raised opposite of how I am today, just because yeah. it lets me have an audience, uh, mind, and ears for like a different conversation, different opportunities to kind of share my lens and perspective like i've have had to learn and unlearn things i've had to go through so many different processes of self-learning not just for my own gender identity but ha for how i want to be seen and interact in this world like um i don't know if you see me as a white male now as since i have transitioned but a lot of people do since they don't I don't wear they them pins. I don't wear my pronouns on my skin um, out of safety uh, yeah. for where I'm currently at. I d live outside of Seattle. I used to live in downtown. Currently, I'm out of Seattle. 
um, about 25 miles north. And this area is not super inclusive. So I'm just very aware of my surroundings. Um, but since I have that awareness, I never let go of where I came from to be where I am today. So part of that story is sharing that I was born on a military base. I grew up moving every two years. Like I never had stability until now as an adult that I have kind of figured out like, hey, like here is my stability. Here is my gender identity. Here's my fiance. Here's my my work. Here's my home. Like it's still not like perfectly stable. I feel like we're yeah. always on a path and a journey, but like I'm creating my own structure. I'm creating my own path. And like, since I can rely on myself, I find that more stable. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's, I mean, regardless of where you are now or where you're going or whatever, whenever somebody describes growing up that kind of military lifestyle and, you know, a conservative mm -hmm. family, it always immediately kind of starts to paint a picture. It, it immediately, it creates like a frame of a picture and it's like, okay, this is the sort of box, if you will, that this human started in. Um, I, I've known people and have friends that kind of grew up in the military environment where they were always moving around and they didn't have that stability and kind of the importance of searching for it as they got older to kind of establish that and build that stability. Um, and, and I definitely want to touch on something that you said. Um, for, for the audience out there, this is a podcast, so they won't be able to see, um, but I'll put all the links and descriptions to your Instagram um, and your um, you know, the other stuff that you're working on, which we'll certainly talk about in a little bit, um, in the description. But if I were just walking around and I passed you on a street with your fiance, I would look at you and think exactly what you said. There is a white male. That's a white male. Um, and that's exactly what I would say. And it's because, you know, I think as a society, we are still getting used to, you know, not thinking in terms of just she and he, she and he, you know, um, there is a lot more complexity and layers to humans. Um, and I think the easy thing would, is to say that, oh, that's a white male. That's a white female. That's a black male. Like, those are the easy things to say, um, which is why I feel like it's so important to have these conversations because things aren't always as they seem. Um, and you have certainly been on quite a journey um, for yourself personally and, and growing. And the way that you share that journey and your experiences through your accounts um, and through the work that you do um, with Thrive Proudly, um, you know, is is huge. And I think, it, it at least for me, it's very educational. Um, you know, I, I love looking into humans that have gone on the journey that you've gone on and kind of tried to educate myself about what those experiences are like, all knowing that everybody has different experiences, right? right. Um, but for for you personally because i think this instagram account you started in like 2019 is that right 2019 yeah what, what was yeah what was was that the reasoning of starting this account of it was it kind of starting fresh for you was it about educating people was it a little bit about like what was the reasoning and purpose behind starting the account in 2019 yeah no that's a fantastic question and honestly that was tied into i didn't experience with the ellen show so i was part of fearless with ashley graham um, I had a whole conversation with Ashley about what it meant to be non-binary. Um, we did a series on Ellen Tube, and then that was posted on like YouTube. Um, and that conversation was really about community and trying to find community. And at that point, I didn't have social like social media besides the stuff uh, stuff that I had a shared account. We never settle. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to branch on my own and to be able to create this unique voice. So I didn't want to dominate our page with like, hey, here's Cadence, here's the transition, here's yeah. 
because I realized once I had that conversation with Ashley that I have a lot to say. Um, and prior to the conversation with Ashley, I was a board member. I volunteered. I did a lot of educational and advocacy work, but I didn't put it anywhere besides like in-person events. And so I thought having like, my own personal private, not private account, but my own personal account um, really a space for me to share openly, authentically. Um, and I really felt the need for it after having that conversation with Ashley and meeting other members of the community and be like, I need to build my own community because like how else will I find other non-binary trans masculine folks? How else will I connect with other trans, trans community as a whole? Um, and so yeah. I kind of really just started and I was so grateful I did because um, since then it's kind of slowly taken off and I've been able to reach so many wonderful humans that have shared experiences. Um, and it's so helpful to be able to have a conversation with, with someone with a shared experience because so many people don't get it. They're like, well, yeah. what is non-binary? What is being trans? What, why do you need to be open about being LGBTQ plus? Like for me, it's so refreshing to have like DM conversations about personal experiences because it's affirming, it's validating. You feel less alone in a world that's so big. Because um, sometimes social media makes you feel like, oh, there's so many trans people in the world, so you see it. Because once that algorithm kicks in, that's yeah. all you see on your home feed, that's all you see everywhere. Uh, and then you're in your head thinking, I'm not trans enough by looking at certain people, or I'm I'm doing this or that. And I'm like, yeah. but yeah. wait a second, if you look at the statistics, there's now 1 million non-binary people in the U.S., and if you think about it, like out of 1 million out of what, 7 billion, that's still a very small percentage of human yeah. beings. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of keeping that into perspective as I try to reach out, branch out, uh, and grow where my content and page can go. Yeah, it's it seems like it's a lot of navigating, and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it, when you do like certain people's, you know, and you follow certain people, then that's what you see. And you're like, oh, sweet, this community is huge. And then you realize that it's it's really not. And it's still kind of the minority in terms of weighing that community wise. Um, and, and you talked about something I wanted to touch on about your DMs and having great conversations with people. Um, what does that look like for you? Do you, you know, not specific examples or anything, obviously, because that's private. But, you know, in general, is it people that... Um, that that are in the trans community themselves? Is it people that are in the LGBTQ plus community in general? Is it people that, that are maybe not in that community at all and saying like, Hey, I learned something from you. Like where, where does that typically fall for you? Like people reaching out to you wise? Yes. To all of the, the answer is yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So affirming. Yes. Uh, I, I personally love when I get a DM from like a parent or a family member that says like, you've helped me understand my child better hey, you helped Amazing. me have this conversation. Like, that is one of, like, the most rewarding messages I can get. Um, I also get a lot of messages from people that are trying to figure out how to come out or trying to have that yeah. self-discovery, and they're just, like, looking for someone to lean upon. And I'm like, yep, sign me up. I will be that person you can lean upon. Like, um, I am very – I don't want to say I'm perfect at it, but I always try to make sure I reply to you. I always try to make sure you get more than one word message if you're taking that time and effort to reach out to me and show that vulnerability, like I want to be authentic back with you and say, Hey, like I see you, you are valid. Like, cause people need that. We need yeah. each other. We need community. And I love when people are, Hey, like your page helped me realize X, Y, or Z, or Hey, like, thank you for being open. That allowed me to do this. And like that for me, like 
is the reason why I am so willing to be visible on social media. Yeah, I mean, you touched on it right there at the very end in particular to be so visible because you are putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um, you're saying that this is who I am and you're asking people, oh my gosh, look at the doggy. Uh, the audience can't see, but beautiful. Who's What's your dog's name? Uh, this is Elvin Johnny. Um, she's about to go crazy because Steph's about to get home from her <laughs> appointment. Oh boy. So I'm like, uh-oh. Your partner Steph, for just for the audience out there, your partner Steph. Yeah. Um and, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you really touched on it there is, you know, it, it's so many different kinds of people and, and you putting yourself out there, you know, you're opening yourself up for people to reach out through encouragement and hope and all that. But you're also, there's no way to avoid, and I know we don't like to think about this, but it's reality. You're putting yourself out there for negativity too. You're, you're opening yourself up to criticism. And that is an extremely, I'm just going to use the word brave. It's a very, very brave thing to do because you are opening yourself up. People in the LGBTQ plus community um, experience, without them asking for it and putting themselves out there, they experience discrimination, they experience hate. Um, and But when you add the layer on really putting yourself out there to say, hey, here's my story, I'm here for you, I support you, I see you, um, you know, but it does open yourself up to the other side. So have you had experience with that type of negativity or criticism? Yeah, it's kind of inevitable. I feel like you're going to find haters or people that are aggressive on any account, like you mentioned. I feel like I've gotten some random commentary that just is unpleasant, um, very negative for no reason. Um, Luckily, it stays mostly in the comments. And so if it's in the comment, I can kind of flag it, delete it, and then move on. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, I have a filter on my inbox. So most things get sent to like that, that one folder, unless you check it purposely, like yeah, I kind of keep the, it there. The, and like, I'm like, black, delete all. the black hole folder, and you just go delete, yes. delete, delete. You don't have to open it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have to engage. I don't need to look at it. Like, and then thankfully, I have people that are. If like the comment happens to stay on the page, like people will comment back saying, like, "Why are you having a conversation?" Um, because I'm not gonna be the one to comment back and try to educate. If you are yeah. just being malicious on there, like, you're not wanting to learn. Yeah. You're not wanting to have a moment of like levity like for there's some people like a lot spend a lot of time responding to people like trying to like give them that hope or trying to educate and i'm like bless your soul for trying i'm not going to spend my energy on people that aren't necessarily going to listen like and i've had to learn that through the years because for so long i i thought people would be willing to listen and sometimes people aren't they just want to be hateful and then that's that yeah it's it's an interesting thing because I've had a couple I've had a couple in person conversations um, with um, trans women and trans men, um, and talking about their kind of personal journeys has been really interesting. And they've been gracious enough to open themselves up to to the, having that conversation with me, um, which is which has been a really beautiful thing. But one interesting thing that I've kind of discovered is I, I was talking to somebody a, a trans woman. Um, and there was somebody there that was observing the conversation and they made the comment. They said, oh, um, so when did you when did you make the decision to be gay? And they were like, she was like, well, I didn't make that decision. Um, that wasn't a decision that I made. Um, and then it kind of got into like kind of snowballed into a deeper conversation of education and, and all that, which was really interesting. So um, I'm always very personally interested in how people respond and answer to those types of questions like, oh, when did you make this decision to change and be this and and be different and be when people say or think or 
those types of things to you. How do you typically respond to that or, or answer those questions? Context is everything and situation is yeah. everything. So if it's like one of those moments where I feel like I'm in a safe space, I can have an open conversation with someone. I can be like, honestly, like this is my life. I didn't choose to be queer. I didn't choose to be trans. I chose to come out. I chose to live visibly. I chose to take action on my truth. Um, Cause I feel like I've had to have those conversations with family members. I've had to have that, like that hard conversation of like, Hey, like, I don't think I could have lived closeted my whole life. I don't think I would have been able to move forward um, and have a whole happy life if I didn't share this moment. And for me, like I had um, honestly a therapist in the process. So when I had to go through like getting on testosterone, which was informed consent, which is very easy, uh, but going to get top surgery with how my insurance was set up, I had to see a therapist. And then this therapist put a really terrible narrative in my head of like, you are making this choice. You are choosing this. Like, and I'm like, okay. oh, okay, this is your mindset. Interesting. And I really had to like work with the therapist, which is crazy to say I had to. Um, but I was like, this isn't a choice. Like, this is a life like I have to live. Um, yeah. And so having to have to advocate for myself with, a, with, with and for a medical professional so I can get a letter to get life-saving top surgery was felt pretty insane to me. Um, but yeah. that's kind of what oh, I gosh. had to do. And then like, that's kind of what the energy I bring to those other conversations for people that do ask like, well, you are choosing this. And I'm like, I'm choosing to live visibly. And I just try yes. to change that narrative. And yeah. I, I don't like confrontation. I don't like having arguments. I don't want to have a debate if I exist or not, or if <laughs> being non-binary is a phase. Like for me, it's like, who cares if it's a phase for someone or if they transition or detransition, like let yeah. people live, let them, if they aren't harming you and they aren't doing anything to hurt you, like, why do you care so much? It yeah. doesn't matter in the long run of things. Like, let that person have space to express themselves, to be seen, to feel like a, like a human they deserve and want to be. Uh, and that's, for me, is, like, why I decided to transition, because I knew I would regret more not transitioning than I would living my life as someone that I did not recognize in the mirror or in photos. And that's kind of what finally came down to, was, like, enough's enough. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for talking about that and that's that's one of the hardest things that um that, that i've had to see and and hear and and be around it's very difficult um when people say things like well you know why did you choose to do this why did why did you decide to be this way and mm -hmm. you're like what like a human is that what you're asking like why did i decide to just be exactly who i am like um it really astounds me that it's 2021 and we're, I feel like in so many conversations, we're still just at like the, the starting line. We're not even like in the race yet with so many of these conversations because the starting line is when somebody will say like, why did you choose to do this? And you're like, are we, are we still, this is where we're still at. Why did I choose to do this? Um, and that's very mm -hmm. frustrating. Um, but the other oh side God. of that I mean, coin, no, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to cut you in there. 
I feel like we talk about it being 2021, but I have to like pause and remind people like we had four years of oppression and suppression and pushing back and rollbacks yep. that have only made this conversation tougher. Um, so with Glisten, are we have, we do research. So there's a whole Glisten Research Institute, and they saw a trajectory of decreasing of bullying harassment of LGBTQ plus students and youth um, prior to 2016. After 2016, the data then showed a two-year and a four-year mark, increasing in bullying harassment of LGBTQ plus youth. When we are modeled and shown that, and people then challenge the validity of someone just existing, that opens up the door for continued harassment, discrimination. And I feel like that's why these conversations haven't progressed. It's because we had a regression for four years, and people had to go in the closet. I personally went to the closet for a couple months, wait, almost a year, after I was bullied as an educator in my classroom. Like, It takes wow. it out of you when someone says, mm, we aren't ready for you, you don't look... And they're not saying I, di- I didn't exist in that space, but they were saying they weren't ready to have a trans non-binary yeah. teacher in that space because the students that had parents that just didn't understand, and then the administration, like, it, it's a turtle-down effect, and it just yeah. was not a positive experience, and that's kind of what we we're seeing as we now come out of having a four years of just that dark cloud over us. We're now saying, okay, like, where are we? Well, we see that there's a lot of more people that feel comfortable spewing hate because we had someone that just did it every day, all day, yep. the loudest yes. microphone in the universe. Like they had the, and then how are we recovering? Luckily, we are now continuing to advocate for the Equality Act. We are having states have to stand up and fight. ACL is still suing Arkansas for their trans laws against trans yep. youth and students. Like, we have to go to battle each and every day now to recover from the last four years. And then once we recover from the last four years, we can then start progressing the conversation. But we have a lot of work to do. Like, And it's, yeah, it's 2021, but I, I, it doesn't matter anymore. You, I don't know. You hit the nail. Yeah, no, you hit the nail right on the head. It's actually, I don't want to say funny, but like I was literally just about to talk about before this year, the previous four years that we were in. Um, so the the fact that you brought that up was completely, absolutely accurate. Um, and it's it's a it's a type of environment that was really rough um, for for people that I knew in that community. Um, that it it continues to to be really hard. Um, but I think through things like this and conversation. Uh, we are able to find more hope in opening up and being honest and being raw and being real. Um, and I think that's the most that's the most important thing that we can just continue to do is educate people and educate ourselves and just not stopping, not quitting, um, you know, pushing forward. There's always going to be people that are either you know, ignorant to a topic, meaning, you know, they just don't understand, or um, they don't want to understand. And it's, it's something that's very, very difficult to kind of go through and be a part of. Um, But like anything else, uh, you have to just keep pushing, and you have to be willing to uh, continue down the path of educating people. um, And, 
but but you can't educate people that don't want to listen. Um, you know, conversations should be had in a positive, understanding, calm environment. And you know, when when conversations are had in an environment that isn't calm and positive and understanding, uh, it typically very quickly leads to an argument. And right. arguments don't help anybody. They don't help anything. I'm not interested in arguing with people about just basic human rights and who people are. Um, you know, but, but somebody that says, I don't understand this, but I'm willing to hear it and I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to try. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's a really positive and powerful thing oh, yeah. um, is when people are willing to try um, and people are willing to say, you know, this is, this is something that isn't maybe, you know, in my purview, this is something that maybe I don't fully get, but I'm willing to, to listen and try to understand and try to grow. Um, I think that's yeah. just something that we need to do more and we need to have more open conversations and not sweep things under the rug and just kind of say, good for you. And, you know, you do your thing and I'll just leave you be. Um, but actually trying to grow as people, um, I think is, is going to be what's really important kind of moving forward. Um, right. You know, I, I, I just, having these types of conversations, um, I, I think is very important. So thank you so much for being willing to come here and have these conversations, um, and, and talk to me about this. Um, you know, I, I love the things that you say about, seeing people and hearing people um, and being there for people and the way that you respond to people through your, your lives or your stories or, you know, your post and whatever it may be. Um, I just think is really uh, beautiful and inspirational and something that I've taken a lot out of. So I'm going to put all the links and descriptions and everything uh, to your channel and the things that you're involved with and everything below. Um, oh, but, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you having this conversation with me and, and kind of going through this process with me. Um, you know, and, and I hope that we are able to keep in touch and keep in contact and, uh, yeah. you know, continue to talk. So yeah, uh, thank, thank you, you so much for, for doing this. Uh, but let's do a quick little fun Q and a before I let you go. Is that cool? Awesome. Yeah. Let's All do right. It. And I, I want to well, selfie this at one point too, so I can post this that we were. Yes, here. absolutely. All for yeah. that. Um, what is your favorite late night snack? Air pop popcorn. Ooh, okay. So, like, do you put anything on it or anything like that, or just straight up popcorn? I can do it plain. Uh, my partner staff loves a little butter salt, so sometimes we'll compromise and do light butter, light salt. Uh, we I use, love like, that. that. We'll compromise balance. sometimes. <laughs> we'll compromise sometimes. I'm all about just that dry air pop popcorn. It's delicious, yeah. and you can have a giant bowl of it and not feel bad about yourself. <laughs> Absolutely, I love that. Um, what is your dream vacation? In the mountains, off-grid, I just love the views of trees, mountains, anything that's, like, blue and serene. Yeah, love that. Uh, so you don't even care where it is. You're just like, I want to be in the mountains. Well, I mean, being the Pacific Absolutely. Northwest, you got a lot of that kind of trees, mountainy kind of areas, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Uh, Leavenworth is beautiful. I love that idea of when you're, like, up in the mountain and not just kind of, like, on the side looking towards it. Like, where I'm at. I can see like Mount Baker and Mount Rainier, but I love like when you're actually in the mountain and you're around um, yeah. the vastness of it all, which is yeah. makes you feel so small. And you're like, okay, like I'm just like a pinprick in this universe. And like, that is such a powerful yeah. feeling. When you're around trees that are older than your great, 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 great grandparents, right. like that's wild. Um, it's amazing. What are things that make you sad? 
when someone doesn't take care of themselves, when okay. we see potential in folks um, as a coach, as a partner, as a sibling, as a child, I yeah. see people and I see their struggles and I so badly want to help them. But if they yeah. aren't willing to help themselves, like there's nothing I can say, do advocate or support um, yeah. for someone to get better or feel better. And so I just, that, that makes me probably the saddest because I want to be yeah. there for people. But if they aren't willing or able to accept that yeah. they need that help or support, like that's unfortunately on them. What are things that make you happy? Um, there's so much that makes me happy. There, I love that. Um, I, I, first off, my partner, Steph, she makes yeah. me the happiest. Um, Elton, she's bringing joy to our family. And then for me, it's that moment of like those like small conversations or when, ra- when I'm able to do like random acts of kindness. Like for me, I love doing good and providing someone a smile. Like every day I kind of like go through this, like, this mantra and um, my goal every day is to make someone smile and make someone laugh. I love that. That's amazing. Life should be lived laughing. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's the it's just the the greatest thing. When I always say when you can laugh like a baby, because that's it's not laughing for a show. It's not laughing to get a reaction out of somebody else. When you can laugh because you're happy, that's that's a beautiful thing. So, um, and then last question: um, What advice would you give your younger self? Not to take life so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of tailing off into the laughing and how good it is and how good it feels. And right. Yeah. Well, it's like, also I had that perfectionist mindset. I was so aware of what others thought of me. Yeah. I think that that awareness is what kind of held me off for so long of transitioning or taking action towards like owning my gender identity. It's like, I, I was afraid of disappointing. I was afraid of failure. Yeah. I was afraid of not being the child. I, I, I held myself to a standard and expectation of like, if I transition, like, would that ruin everything? Yeah. And that, um, yeah. Well, thank you for, for doing this. Um, I really appreciate you being willing to share your thoughts and your story. Um, and like I said, I'm going to put all the links to everything below, but just for me personally, I feel like I have learned through this conversation. Um, and I always try to learn something through talking to people um, so I appreciate you being willing to talk to me and my audience and educate all of us. Uh, for anybody out there um, that y- you feel like you're having a tough time, you feel like you're going through a rough experience, um, and you feel like you could get something out of this, you've now heard Caden answers his DMs. Caden answers. Um, so reach out. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mean to put you out there on blast, but I'm just saying uh, if you, you seem like a great, a great human to connect with. If somebody needs help or encouragement or, you know, just to, to have somebody to talk to. Um, and, you know, for everybody out there listening, uh, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And I will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.